Episode 39 The head of engineering, whose name was Yuri, worked in an office above a candy shop on the corner of Commerce and Prosperity Streets. As Jackie spoke with him, the heads of geraniums bobbed in the window box outside. She recalled, vaguely, that the flowers were supposed to be pansies. The dome's not picking up enough activity, she said. It's my understanding that it was designed to be more sensitive. The slight flexing of Yuri's waxed mustache showed that he was ruminating. Well, said Jackie. Design and execution are two different things, Madam Mayor, said Yuri. Some of the systems remain in the prototype stage. For instance, motion detectors, both inside and outside buildings. We could turn them on, but... Great, what else do we have? We can increase the sensitivity of the microphones, he said. Jackie waited. And enable infrared detection, which would pick up heat. However, apart from the concerns for people's privacy and a certain unknown radiation risk... Yes? In our tests, these systems have proven difficult to calibrate. As of now, anything that gives off any heat and moves in any way will be recorded. So will nearly every sound. Cats meowing, trees rustling, sleepers groaning in their beds, cars, telephones, TVs. There will be a flood of data. The poor dome will not know what is significant and what is not. It will take a tremendous amount of power to calibrate and cross-reference the information. In the meantime, literally everything that happens will appear meaningful. Do it, Jackie said. We don't know what we're dealing with at this point, so we must have as much information as possible. By the way, she added, as Yuri reluctantly wrote down her last order and underlined it, let's not mention this to anyone who doesn't need to know. We don't want folks to get paranoid. Jackie had the forest raised. At least those trees wouldn't confuse the dome with their rustling. Besides, the place had been a security nightmare from the get-go. The death of the forest finally brought Harry back to Christmastown. He marched into Jackie's office unannounced, dragging his impressively compact rolling suitcase, his black box. Jackie threw her arms around him and wept. Harry, thank God, I've missed you so much. Harry, she couldn't help noticing, had not let go of his suitcase. With his free hand, he patted her on the back as one would a tolerated relative. I'm not staying long, shall we? He gestured toward the conference table. Evidently, he did not mean to take her on top of it. Jackie sat across from him and folded her hands in her lap. Harry removed two manila envelopes from a pocket in his suitcase and set them significantly to one side. He formed a pyramid with his fingertips. Jackie remembered when she'd first met Harry, his quiet smile as Melvin excoriated her. This time he did not smile. You cut down my forest, he said. I told you on the phone. I came across an undocumented, uh, person. So? Harry, this is not the usual guest worker problem. This was a very weird individual. Did he say something? Point a gun at you? What was he doing? Sleeping. Jesus Christ, Jackie, that is literally the least threatening behavior in the world. What is wrong with you? What's wrong with me? I am trying to protect this town. I am trying to keep it intact while you are out gallivanting all over creation. Is that what you think I've been doing? I have no idea. All I know is you're never here. It's like you don't even care about Christmas Town anymore. Now that it actually exists, you're on to the next thing. You've forgotten us. By way of response, Harry opened the first envelope and handed over a stack of printed spreadsheets. I assume you're familiar with Karlsmart's current financial picture. I am, said Jackie with a shrug. Her familiarity was not of an intimate nature. As you may recall, Karlsmart, along with every other business in the country, took a major stock market hit last fall. That means Christmastown took a major hit, too, just as everyone is moving in. While many other businesses are now recovering, we are still in a hole. We spent a ton on security for the move-in. Since then, those expenditures have only risen. 
Harry tapped a manicured fingernail on a column, which Jackie pretended to look at. And in the past week, he said, turning a page, they have gone through the roof. The new page showed a full column of numbers in bold font, all with minus signs in front of them. I believe in sparing no expense when Christmas Town itself is at stake, Jackie said. Christmas Town will indeed fail, Jackie, if you continue to spend it into the ground. The logging crew alone cost a quarter million, and they did a crappy job. Secondly, there is the matter of the dome itself. Yuri tells me it is not built to provide the level of ongoing surveillance that you are asking of it. You've been talking to Yuri? I'm his boss. Since when? I'm the mayor. Now hear me. I want you to scale back on the security, take the dome back to its normal level of activity, and get rid of those helicopters and the extra patrols. The citizens are getting nervous. A couple stopped me on my way into the building just now and wanted to know if there had been a communist infiltration. I'm counting on you to restore the people's confidence and get our stock price back up. Understand? Sure, said Jackie. She'd decide whether or not to obey him later. Harry's face relaxed, and for a moment Jackie saw the calm, handsome, loving man she had longed for all these months. "'What's in the other envelope?' she said, by way of reconciliation. Harry glanced at it, then at his watch. "'I think we've had enough for one day,' he said. "'Let's take this up in the morning. I'll call you.' Harry slid the envelope back into his suitcase. She stood, hoping for a hug. She didn't get one. "'Harry,' she said, following him to the door, "'when are you going to move into your house in Christmastown?' A flicker of regret crossed Harry's face, or maybe she imagined it. "'I don't have a house in Christmastown,' he said."